Pride Month is about to wrap up for another year, and it's a time for queer people to celebrate our identities in the face of discrimination. But it's worth remembering that not everyone is there yet. Coming out is such a personal journey for every LGBTQ person, and there are lots of reasons why you might not be out to family or certain friends. So when you're out dating and living your best queer life, you might fall for someone who isn't. Nat Tanchich here, and in this episode, we're exploring the conflict of dating someone who's still in the closet, finding out how to navigate this tricky situation and whether it can work out in the long run. So what's it like to be in a queer relationship when one partner's out while the other isn't? To some, it might feel kind of exhilarating at first. You're this secret love with the romance and intrigue jacked up to 11 because you have to work like a spy in your own adventure romance novel, stealing kisses in private and dodging questions about your relationship. But in reality, it's hard work and emotionally draining. You can't go out to certain places. You're never fully embraced by family and friends as they just think you're a best friend. You eventually start to feel that initial excitement and allure wear off. That's what Jaden found with his ex-partner. Though he loved his ex dearly and understood why he wasn't out, it wasn't easy. It all started like on Grindr, just looking for someone to hook up with, basically. Um, and he was on the same thing. I just found a blank profile, started talking to him, found out he was cute, and we just kept talking and talking and talking for weeks. And then eventually, and when we hung out, it wasn't just a hookup. It was just this wonderful time with him and he was really sweet and really cute and we just got along so so well then we hung out the next weekend and the next uh until eventually uh we hung out so much that i just said uh hey man i i actually want to be your boyfriend now like is that cool um but he'd already been very honest with me about the fact that he was very in the closet he was very afraid of his friends and his family knowing that he was bi um and i was absolutely fine with this because i had also grown up very in the closet, very afraid of people knowing. Um, And although I've gotten over it by now, he hasn't. He was brave enough to say, yeah, okay, let's be boyfriends. And the relationship uh, was just absolutely wonderful. It was was a dream. He was just so adventurous and fun and cool and so cute and just wonderful. But we always had to be very, very secretive and very careful about what we did and what we said and how we acted in public, you know, whenever you know, we, we went over to his place. We had to be really, really careful about his um, his, his family knowing and like what we did. And um, he never talked about me to any of his friends, never talked about me to any of his family. Uh, we hung out on Valentine's Day and, you know, he was really scared. Like, oh, what is he doing hanging out with a boy on Valentine's Day? Oh, they might ask questions. I'm like, no, nah, no one's going to care either way. But it's just little things like that. He'd say things like, oh, I'm, I'm not ashamed of you, Jaden, but I'm very ashamed of dating a boy. And it's just like that sort of thing. It didn't really bother me how he was feeling. I could still uh, date him easily. It was still a wonderful relationship, but it, it just kind of broke my heart. Um, and then eventually one day he shows up at my place and then he just says, I'm sorry, Jaden, but we have to break up. I can't, I can't deal with the stress of people finding out anymore. And that was really, really painful, you know, that he essentially just couldn't be with somebody that he loved because he was just so afraid of people finding out about him dating a boy. Yeah. Do do you feel um I don't know, it like sad, maybe maybe disappointed um that that's the way he went um rather than own you know owning your relationship? 
Um, yeah, it, well, it is it is sad because every relationship is sad. But um, like I said, I was always comfortable with it. I was always fine with it because I, I understood what he was feeling, what he was thinking. And I was very comfortable to play that game right to the end, to just keep going. I didn't necessarily feel the need for him to come out and tell his friends and family. I didn't feel like I had to be involved in that that part of his life. That's fine. I was I was comfortable with it. But um, I, I know that other boys probably wouldn't feel the same. And I know that there are other boys out there because I've met other other people who feel that same way. Like they're really secretive, but they actually like boys more or same sex more than they let on. Yeah, for sure. It, I think coming out is so hard, right? Like it's it's so personal and it's so dependent on and on all of those things you mentioned, but it does impact you as well, like the partner of that person. How did it feel being a secret? Yeah, for me, it, it felt oh, it felt kind of cute, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like he was my little secret boyfriend, but I was always very nervous about something that I might say around his family. I, I kind of did have this little like, I kind of wish that you would talk that, you know, to your friends about me. I kind of wish that I could meet them and hang out with them and play Guitar Hero and stuff and all that with them and get to know that side of your life a little bit more. But I couldn't. Mm. How have you sort of approached dating, um, you know, since then and with like future relationships is, are you still open to dating someone who isn't open or, or out to his friends or family? Yeah, I'd still, I'd still definitely be open to that if that's what uh, would make them more comfortable. Um, just because I understand what that mindset is like. And I can deal with it. And in a way, I'm still kind of uh, closed off from my family about that sort of thing. So, you know, I understand what they would be going through. And I don't consider that to be a big roadblock personally in in my life. But I do understand that for other people, that would be be a really difficult choice, a really difficult thing to be in a relationship with somebody that you can't be open with in the public with. Yeah, for sure. I want to go to that because you, you know, you said you're not that, um, I guess, open with your family. Like, where do you where do you sit on this? Like, how open um, are you? How long have you been um, kind of assured in your sexuality? And um, are you are you in a similar position? I grew up in a really conservative kind of household, and the whole being gay thing was very like, "I'll oh, close your eyes, you know, don't don't watch two boys kissing." But I came out slowly and carefully, and um, eventually, you know, told my my mum and my family. Uh, my dad still doesn't know and I still really don't like talking about it to any of them because it just makes me uncomfortable that they know a little bit too much about me <laughs> but uh, it's it's in a more comfortable place now in terms of my actual life outside of my family I'm very open and comfortable with my friends and uh, comfortable talking about it with strangers and even with people who don't really like that sort of thing I get along with really well because I just... Uh, I just can talk with them and get along with them really easily. So I'm comfortable with my sexuality, but, you know, understand that other people have different journeys and are in different places in their life. Yeah, for sure. You can um, really empathise with where that person's coming from. And and that's the thing, hey, like it really puts you in this bind because you can see and you can feel and you can understand it, but there are practicalities that just make it difficult. Do you think a relationship between someone who's out and someone who isn't is sustainable? 
I think it can be, but it would require a lot of communication, trust, and understanding. Uh, and I think it would require, it would depend on the person. I think some people are, you know, very you know, flamboyant and, and very like, wow, that person's gay and they're fabulous and cool. And then they might be dating someone who's like, I don't want people to know this. And I think that kind of relationship probably wouldn't work, but you can definitely have a two people who match up where that just does work. But I think it depends on uh, different people and different personalities where they are, how they like to behave around other people. Yeah. What do you like, I guess, hope for your ex um, for the future? Oh, I, I hope that he stops feeling ashamed of himself and I hope that he stops feeling the need to prove himself to people that he's, you know, he's straight. I hope that he ends up comfortable and happy. I don't think it's necessarily important for him to come out to everyone um, and just, you know, wave the rainbow flags around and go, look at me, I'm bi and I'm cool. But I just want him to be comfortable and happy. I don't want him to feel ashamed of himself anymore. So why is it that still to this day in 2021, it is so difficult for people to come out? Sex and relationships therapist Lisa Tawney says despite our society being more accepting than ever, there are still loads of reasons as to why people are afraid to be themselves. I think that at the heart of it for many people is a fear of being judged and also being rejected. And um, that's such a, they're so strong, those feelings, that um, sometimes those fears keep people quiet uh, and isolated as well. So, um, but I think that sometimes we fear someone else's harsh judgment, but the actuality is it stems from ourselves. Um, quite often, I think, um, and uh, and you know, and and there are reasons uh, around safety that people might not feel feel that they're able to. They come out, you know, fear of harm from family members, fear of estrangement from um, family members, ostracised from um, social groups as well. They're pretty pretty big reasons to um, not be out for some. What sort of hangs over this a lot, Nat, is and a lot of things we talk about. And sex in general and intimacy is shame mm. um, and shame thrives on secrecy and you know we know that just by by not being able to talk openly about things it just kind of keeps this flame burning and simmering under under shame all the time and um, and and I think this is you know this is one of the reasons we, we saw um, sort of you know gay liberation sort of back stonewall days you know people like coming out really being very strong politically um, to make the queer community more visible. Um, and as a result of that, you kind of get more protected by law and things as things shift over time, right? So mm. so we've seen so much change from the 80s and 90s. But, yeah, people are still, they're still struggling. It, it's, it's changed a lot. But, yeah, the, the struggle is, um, is real for many people still. Well, we heard Jaden talk about how it was kind of exciting to be his partner's secret love. It didn't go without challenges in the long term. And it's something to be really wary of if you are entering a relationship with someone who's not yet out. You can't really fully live your life with your partner the way you might like to and be included um, in you know, social activities, family things, gatherings, outings. You know, Jaden talked about not able to meet his partner's friends. Um, so if you can't actually feel that um, you're able to be your true authentic self around other people and then and also the challenge I think of trying to keep stories straight you know dare I say <laughs> that's really tough too right because like you know, who have I said this to and what if I blurt out something unexpectedly I didn't mean to say that and 
what if I inadvertently out them and I, you know, so it's a bit of a pressure there, isn't it, to kind of keep um, the truth hidden, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's kind of um, similar to the pressures that you experience when you're having an affair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the secrecy and so much depends on your personality, I think, Nat, because mm. some people are able to compartmentalise things who are able to have affairs and maybe don't get stitched up by them and are able to be secretive and that's it's okay with them. And then other people will feel really conflicted by that. So if you are in the closet still, what should you do when approaching dating? Lisa says it's about being upfront from the get-go, coming out of the closet about being in the closet, I guess. I do encourage people to be honest. If you are um, on a dating app and you're, you're looking to meet people, um, you know, and I know it might feel scary uh, because it's, it's new and you're just trying to um, find your way, but uh, be honest about, um, you know, what, what you're looking for, like really upfront because, you know, we all like to make informed decisions, don't we? So, um, and that goes for you know, yourself and the other people that you might be wanting to meet up with. So, um, and it saves a lot of um, awkwardness and difficulty down the track. Mm. Um, if you can be honest right at the start and say, hey, this is my situation, um, really like to chat, but if you don't, I'd appreciate that, you know, that, that's okay too, you know. So I think that's the first thing to start out with is try to be honest if you can. All right, so say you've found someone who's an amazing match for you and you're totally aware of the challenges that'll come with the relationship, knowing they're still not open with their sexuality but you want to give it a red hot go. Well, you'll need some tips on how to deal with these feelings of frustration or unease that'll eventually come to a head. Lisa says a big factor in helping you navigate the trials of a closeted relationship is empathy. Accessing those memories of your own journey of coming out and using them to relate to how your partner is feeling. Mm, I think it's good to think back on our own experiences too, isn't it? And mm. um, yeah, some, some people, um, know they're queer from really early ages in life. Never, never questioned it, never doubted it. They just know. And um, for other people, it's a process of discovery and exploration, and that might come even later in your, in your years. And um, so it's 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 quite good to to empathise. It's good to put ourselves into other people's shoes. But if we if we're also queer and we've been through similar experiences, we can think that what was it like for me. Um, when I was navigating all of this, you know, if, if I was starting to date or if I thought I was attracted to, um, you know, opposite uh, sex and now I'm having same-sex attraction, um, I think it's really nice just to think back on how do we be kind um, and just appreciate that we're all kind of coming through this from different perspectives, right? Yeah, but if you do remember or bring back the time that you were maybe going through the same thing, can that be really triggering um, of, of a time that was much more difficult to live through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess that, that really helps with the empathy too, isn't it, to be able to say to someone, yeah, look, I appreciate that that was, really, that was a tough experience for me and this is, this is what I learned through it. And, um, you know, you could actually maybe share that experience um, and just say, oh, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get what you're going through. It's really tough. I've been there myself. 
It's also really important to communicate with your partner whenever something comes up that you feel needs addressing. Like one of my favorite expressions is when in doubt, check it out, you know. So if you're if you're wondering about something, you know, don't wonder, just actually ask them about it. Um, and that's that's going to be one of the best things you can do, I think. So uh, also working out what's, what are your limits and your boundaries around this stuff too, right? So, um, and, you know, they, and they're, they're things that might change. They might shift a little bit and you, you might be navigating this for the first time and, and not even sure <laughs> what feels okay um, until something doesn't feel okay, right? So, mm. um, and yeah, and look, you know it is it is really good to um you know tap into some external support you know talk to a therapist and just um explore what might be going on there for you and how do you look after your mental health if you're not able to talk to anybody about what's going on is it is it it, you know it's good to have some allies um outside of social networks and family networks as well so just having a safe space where you can go and explore some of this can be very helpful like lisa said if you feel unsafe or uncomfortable opening up about your situation counseling could be a good call for you there are heaps of great queer specific resources in your state and you can find a few of them in our show notes hearing Jaden's story got me thinking about the success rate of these relationships It didn't work out between him and his partner and someone else it's never really worked out for yet is Holly. She got in touch with us because she was frustrated by always being the most open, experienced person in her lesbian relationships. She also felt a bit defeated about going through a series of failed ones when dating people in the closet. One of the girls that I was dating, um, when I asked her out, I actually had no idea if she was Um, into girls or not I just liked her and I had a feeling that she liked me so I asked her out and um, she said yes and and as I sort of got to know her a little bit more she was like oh you know I definitely identify as straight but I like you but I guess in that early stage of any dating or relationship type situation where you're sort of figuring out what you think about each other I struggled because sometimes I was like oh I wonder if I wonder if it's that she, like, does she like me or doesn't she like me? Or is it me and my gender that she has maybe an issue with? I dated another girl who, she was saying that she just worked out that she liked girls and um, she was really excited about that. And I guess there were points in that relationship where I wondered if maybe, uh, although she liked me, I wonder if she liked the novelty of finally being with a woman. I don't think people are ever using, we're never using each other, but it's, I think sometimes can be confusing on the other side when you're like, again, in that early stage of a relationship, do they like me, do I like them? But then when you've got this added element of, oh, I wonder if, like, do they like me because I'm a girl, because I'm the first girl they've been with? I think that was just a little bit of confusion with that. Yeah, but I mean that impacts how open then you can be. I um I had a friend once who said that he wouldn't date people who aren't out because it essentially puts him back in the closet. Like, is that something you sort of felt in those situations? I think I had a couple of other situations afterwards and then after the series of them I thought, oh, I can't. I can't date anyone else who's not, you know, definitely into women anymore. It's too confusing for me. But I think and, you know, I've, I've sort of moved through that as well. I think I wouldn't exclude someone based on them 
not being as as open but I think that it it does help because I am such an open person and I think that in a general sense I'm attracted to other people who are open not just I'm not talking about sexuality I'm talking about open people in general so yeah man it is really rough it feels like there's a lot of pressure on the open person to maintain the relationship and keep it going and Lisa agrees it's really hard I do think there's too much pressure um, to make it work. Um, I, I think if, if, you, if you're incredibly well matched and well suited and you might meet people who, um, who, are, who are okay with that, yep, that's, that's good. But I do imagine if you're talking a long-term relationship, um, you know, that's really difficult to manage. And, um, and I, I think that probably more relationships would uh, either break up or people will eventually become more comfortable, um, maybe work through some stuff and, um, and decide to come out. But I, I think there are so many pressures um, that it would make it incredibly difficult for that to be sustainable, Matt. Like Holly said, she'd still be open to dating more closeted partners, but it would help a lot if they were open to. It takes some of the pressure off and having to re-put yourself into the closet if you have gone through that journey of coming out can be re-traumatizing. It's understandable that you don't want to go there again. So where do you stand on dating someone who isn't out yet with all of that said? Are you within your rights to discriminate and flat out say, no, thank you? You know, again, this comes down to honesty. So you need to know what feels okay for yourself, right? So, um, and uh, and there are ways that we can uh, be nice about things too, right? So, um, yeah, you can it, it, I guess we can we can call discrimination on lots of things, right? So um, you, you might you might think uh, you know I'm discriminating against um, someone I don't have sex with married people, for example, and you go, well, am I discriminating against married people? Um, or you're just saying, well, no, that's actually just what feels okay for me. And it's like I'm not judging you. I'm just saying this is you, you know you you have your fear if you want, but that's not okay for me to do that. So that just doesn't sit with me. So so I think that um, rather than feeling like we're discriminating, I think it's actually a case of going, well, what feels okay um, and how do I be nice and kind in being able to let someone know that that maybe isn't something that I'm okay, doesn't feel all right for me. I think there's a difference between discrimination and being discerning, even though it's a tough line to work out and then to draw. It's also going to be different depending on the specific situation with your partner. If you have someone who's out to some people but not to others, you can make it work. But no matter what you do, having some secret causes pain. I remember in a past relationship, I was out to most people but not to like my grandparents. So family events became a no-go for my partner. And that was really painful for me and for her. So do you avoid that relationship altogether? Well, I guess it's just what you feel like you can handle. You need to know your limits and boundaries and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, like making sure you're safe and getting what you need out of the relationship. But just understand that when it comes to realizing their own sexuality, people will move at their own pace and you can't speed up that process, despite all your love, patience and understanding. 
I hope this episode has been helpful. If you're in a tough spot with this situation or of being in the closet or maybe out and dating someone who is in there, we've got numbers for Lifeline and QLife in the show notes. They're really great resources, so please go hit them up if you need someone to talk to. I feel you. I've been there. I have your back. If you want to send us a message or get in touch about this episode, find us on Instagram at Triple J The Hookup. You can also message us there about any questions or topics or stories you'd love us to cover. You can also email thehookup at abc.net.au. I love hearing from you and we always want to help. We'll see you next week.